Feudalism. The idealist interpretation of the history of society in the Middle Ages is in complete opposition to the materialist understanding of the development of feudalism and its stages. The term Middle Ages also exists in bourgeois literature, having been introduced by the Italian humanists as a means of indicating the intermediary period between the cultures of Greek and Roman antiquity and the Renaissance in Italy and other European countries in the 15th, 16th centuries. Later, through the works of bourgeois authors, this division into ancient history, the history of the Middle Ages and modern history was established. However, the majority of Western scholars do not relate these terms to any definite socio-economic processes but regard them merely as conditional names. Some bourgeois scholars believe that the Middle Ages begin with the onset of the Christian era, others, with the 5th century, the time of the fall of Western Roman Empire. They also hold different views on the period which ends the Middle Ages, from the 14th to the 16th centuries. With all, their chief aim is to prove that there was no revolutionary upheaval in social relations in the transition from antiquity to the Middle Ages. Various bourgeois authors approach this question in accordance with their own political beliefs. Two questions have been at the center of the dispute, the significance of the invasion of the German tribes and the historical role of the German commune, Mark, in regard to the states that emerged on the territory of the former Roman Empire. Waits, Sohm, Brunner and other 19th, Century chauvinist German historians portrayed the fall of the Roman Empire as the triumph of the German national spirit over the decadent Roman society, never mentioning the role of the commune in establishing new social relations. The French historian Fustel de Coulanges, late 19th century, ignored the very existence of the agricultural commune. In his attempt to prove the eternal nature of the wealthy class and the exploitation of the masses by the aristocracy he was a proponent of the so-called patrimonial theory. He stated, without any proof, that the mark had never existed and that the patrimony was allegedly the basis of the medieval economy, he further contended that it had appeared, fully formed, in the Middle Ages from the later Roman Empire. Fustel de Collange, Dubois, and the English historian Sibo all denied the fact that the German tribes had conquered the Roman Empire, stating that what had actually occurred was a gradual penetration of Roman society by the German tribes, a fact that in no way changed the nature of Fustel de Collange opposed the so-called commune theory. However, the bourgeois historians who supported this theory that society, Maurer and others, misrepresented the true role of the primitive, communal system of the German tribes and a special ally the commune in the establishment and further development of feudalism. Maurer believed the commune, patterned on the ancient German clan, was the immutable basis of life in medieval society. The reactionary historian Dabsk also attempted to prove there was no leap in the transition to the Middle Ages. He contended that the ancient German tribes, far from causing any damage to Roman civilization, had become its proponents and preservers and that their social system was allegedly no different than that of Roman society. All this, according to Dobsch, proved the absence of a revolutionary upheaval in the transition to the Middle Ages. He further contended that the essence of both systems was large, scale private property which had existed from the beginning of time. In this respect, his opinions coincide with those of many contemporary bourgeois authors. Bourgeois historians also use the term feudalism, but the meaning they put into it is quite different than that described above. One can follow the evolution in their opinions on this question. François-Pierre Guizot and other 19th-century bourgeois historians regarded feudalism as a system of vassalage and considered its basic feature to be political disunity. They did not accept the theory of the development of human society and rejected the idea of changing socio-economic formations. In their opinion, Vassalage was connected with the early land relations and the predominance of the patrimony. Henri C., one of the most prominent bourgeois historians of the 20th century, also believed feudalism stood for political disunity.
he saw no difference between the Roman Latifon Diem and the medieval feudal estate. According to C., feudal property was an estate which belonged completely to the contemporary bourgeois historians have digressed still further from the scientific understanding of the term feudalism. Thus, the American historian Strayer and Colburn believe feudalism is not a system of definite social relations, but an extremely conditional term which stood for different things at different times. In their opinion feudalisme is, firstly, a method of administration and not an economic and social system, and, moreover, a method which kept changing, feudalism was allegedly related to landownership, the fief, in name only. They held that the political rule of the feudal lord was in no way connected with any social or economic processes. That is why with equal facility they find feudalism in Mesopotamia and ancient Egypt in the 3rd millennium BC and in China, on the Arabian Peninsula and in Western and Eastern Europe in the 1st millennium BC, while India and Russia, according to these historians, allegedly by, past feudalism completely. This outlook is typical of those bourgeois historians who deny the scientific periodicity of history and ignore the facts of reality, both in the past and in the future, if they do not comply with their political beliefs.